Welcome back to Reality with a Twist. I'm Gunner. I'm Gabe. I'm Dylan. And I'm Ben. And today we are discussing the art of interrogation. Interrogation now. What is it? Basically, it's to ask a question of, well, a person, sometimes to seek answers of information that the person question considers personal or secret. Is it that? Well, yes, because that's what Google says. So, Oh, okay. Wait, are you sure Google says that? I I am more than positive. (laughs) He knows because he looked up up on Google. Interrogation, that is what popped up. (laughs) Because on the night of 87, that's not what popped up. (laughs) <laughs> the night of 87 <laughs> what, happened? <laughs> what happened on the night of 87 dylan you know um, what you know what spirit we'll, we'll get this that in the d- interrogation okay yeah all right all right okay so now have any of you guys uh actually been interrogated so um i i I think when we all think of interrogation, we're thinking like some some cop in like mm-hmm. some like room in a office, right? And then you know, there's a light and slamming of tables and throwing of chairs. But I mean, it could be a number of things. Like maybe we went to the principal's office. You know, maybe our, we got grounded by a mother. Maybe you donated twelve kidneys to the local children's hospital. Yeah. I mean, you we've all been there. Yeah, I don't know why they got so mad about the twelve kidney thing. Hey, you're helping twelve kids, you know? Exactly. You know. Yeah, but but I uh, yeah, and I think to get more realistic answer, I think all of us can say we've been interrogated in some form throughout our lives. Yeah. All right. Well, I want you guys to think of um, brainstorm a time when you all got interrogated um, and then we will take some time. What we'll do is we will go into our Jeremy update and then we will discuss the times that we were all interrogated. So let's lead into our Jeremy update. All right. Today, I'm in charge of the Jeremy update. It is a huge honor. Um, So unfortunately, Jeremy's been going through a little bit of a rough time. Uh, He's had vertigo ever since he went to Cedar City. Um, Poor guy. I I mean, I've never had vertigo, but I know it's bad. Have you you guys ever had vertigo or you know somebody Um, who has it? I honestly, I wouldn't know if I've had it before because like... Like not something I would have like diagnosed. Yeah, yeah no. My, my, but sorry, go ahead. My girlfriend's actually has uh, actually has vertigo, um, and basically like uh, she can't like move super fast, or else she gets like really dizzy, and she can't like. It's there's a whole like list of things that she has to do, or else she'll just have vertigo. So it's Ooh, wow. it's really weird how she has to move. Huh. Yeah. Well, never had yeah. It. So okay. Well, so yeah, um, vertigo, for those of you who may not know, it's like a feeling of spinning or dizziness. Uh, it causes a lot of nausea, a lot of balance problems. Um, unfortunately for Jeremy, he said he was throwing up a lot. Uh, and as soon as he recovered from that, he got a fever. So, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, Jeremy is is going through that. Uh, but on to some good news. He got to meet the sister missionaries that taught his mom when she was 14. Wow. What? Wow. Yeah, so that had to have been really meaningful. He said it was super cool. Um, so I'm really happy for him there. And then the final thing that Jeremy has mentioned is that there are lots of Spanish speakers in Cedar City to teach, which is great. Um, I know Jeremy is he's basically fluent in Spanish and 
I'm really proud of him for learning that. And uh, yeah, yeah. it's not easy. Mm-mm. Cedar City sounds like either an amusement park or an electronics store. That's all you have. That's all you have to say yeah, about that. All- <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Jeremy! I hope he recovers from his vertigo and his fever. Man. Cedar City sounds like. <laughs> You're thinking of Circuit City too, and like yeah, that's, that's what that's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> and Cedar Point, two <laughs> <It's laughs> like, totally unrelated things. Exactly. So it does sound like both of them. Well, all I'm well, saying Jer- is, is if Jeremy has vertigo, an amusement park is not the best place for him to be. That's all I'm saying. Why? What? what okay. What amusement parks are in Utah, by the way? What? Well, like. <laughs> Well, anyway, Jeremy, if you're hearing this, we all hope you're going to do better, except Gabe. He's wondering why you're at a theme park called Cedar Point or some or Cedar City, whatever. I don't know. Yeah, Jeremy, do better. Yeah, do better, Jeremy. Yeah, just feel better. You got to be more careful, Jeremy. (laughs) All right. Well, it's good to hear that Jeremy's um, recovering. Uh, Hopefully he uh, continues a good recovery and uh, i'm glad he was able to meet some cool people um so let's move on uh we're gonna go back into our discussion um i'm gonna lead off so uh the first time i was ever interrogated or that i can at least remember i was in kindergarten okay and me and my best friend at the time michael were climbing up this um it was like a rocket ship playground thing. Basically you climb up and there was a platform at the top. Right. And it was, it, it was great. It was fun stuff. Right. Anyways. Well, we got to the top and I was like, yeah, we made it. And I threw my arms into the air. Well, Michael thought I was throwing punches and then got really scared and thought I was about to attack him. Ooh. <laughs> oh yes. So, um, you know, Michael goes to the principal's office and, you know, I thought, you know, me and Michael's my best friend. He would never do that, right? And boy, was I wrong. Anyways, and he reports me and says I punched him, which I never did. What and a so rat. I had to Michael. sit in the principal's office and talk about how I, you know, only threw my arms up because I was really excited. But, of course, it's a kindergartner, so it doesn't sound that, like, you know, realistic or believable or anything Mm -hmm. like who's gonna believe me anyways and so they call my parents um i had to explain my story to my parents and then they didn't believe me either so i ended up getting grounded for a week because michael's scummy little snot nose self was a coward and a rat and a rat rat. Better hope he's not listening to this podcast. I know, right? (laughs) Hopefully Michael's matured since then. (laughs) No, Michael's the same. (laughs) It's it's been almost 15 years, so I'm going to say, yes, he probably is a little bit better now. (laughs) He wants you to think. One would think. All right. Any of you guys have a story? Any of you two? I still am thinking. Okay, uh, well, Gunner, I'll ask you permission for you first. Am I allowed to tell a story about me being the interrogator instead of the interrogated? 
Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. Oh, yes. All right. So the scene, it's fourth grade. I'm, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Hear me out. Hear me out. All right. So it's fourth grade. And I'll I'll admit, I didn't have the best grades in in fourth grade. Mm -hmm. I did really bad in English and spelling and all that. And in fourth grade, we used to have these like weekly spelling assignments where we'd have to do like five spelling activities. And when we did them, we had to get them signed by a parent or guardian to confirm that we did in fact do these. And they watched us and, you know, the parent or guardian watched the student do those said spelling activities. Well, I had been a good boy in that aspect. And I had been doing those spelling activities. However, I kept noticing that my parents would yell at me and said that I never turned it in. And me being the very scared young boy I was just trying to improve his grades. I'm like, what are you talking about? I, I had, I, I have been, I have been. So I think that I had to get to the bottom of it some way or another, because mm-hmm. I knew I was turning in those papers. So the day came where it was time for us to turn in those assignments once more. And I was the first one to turn in. So I made sure that my paper was at the very bottom of the pile of other papers. And so I asked my teacher, do you mind if I look through the stack of, you know, all the papers real quick, just to see if mine's there? She allows me to do so. And when I get all the way down to the bottom where my page is supposed to be, my name is erased (gasps) and a different signature is put there. (gasps) And and it's this girl who did it. Her name is Morgan. (gasps) And me being the... the investigator I am, I went up to her desk and I asked her, you might tell me what this is, Morgan. Morgan's like, what are you talking about? It's my, it's my spelling checkoff list, my spelling activity sheet. I said, all right, Morgan, tell me when you were reciting all the vocabulary words to your parents, which one was the hardest for you? She said, well, um, tilapia was wrong. It wasn't. It was a question. <laughs> so I knew I had her in the bag. I knew. I knew she did it. And so I asked her, why did you do it, Morgan? And she said, no, I didn't do it. It was my brother. My, I, I did it with my brother. That is my brother's signature. I couldn't handle it. I couldn't take it. So I went up to the feds. The feds <laughs> being my, my, my teacher. And <laughs> I told them the story. I told them everything. And I then go to my science class. And in my science class, funnily enough, I'm her science partner. I, I, I'm her oh. science partner, you know? Oh. And I wait five minutes, and she comes into the science classroom after being talked to the teachers, and, her, and she is just crying. Because of her crimes of, that she committed, she wasn't allowed to go to Bradford Woods. <gasps> no. Not oh, Bradford Woods. Yeah, Bradford Woods. I knew that on that day forward, my dream was to be an actual professional interrogator. Wow. And then I never and then I never do it. Well, it's a good thing because you ignored a lot of the very basic rules of interrogation that we're gonna get into here later. My biggest question is why is tilapia a word on your fourth grade spelling? Uh, you know, I'm not gonna lie, maybe a couple of those details were exaggerated a bit. <laughs> I, and to be frank, I probably wouldn't remember the vocabulary words that I had back all the way in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, a lot of the bits of the story were actually very, very true. Uh-huh. And I did, in fact, get yelled at numerous times because 
I well, my on the grade books it wasn't showing that I was turning in those assignments. So I was like, I knew I'm, I know I'm doing them. I'm, I've been doing them with my own hands. Mm-hmm. So that that was the time I changed the rules and I became the interrogator instead of the interrogated. Very I, nice, Dylan. I'm trying to think. I've been thinking this entire time. I cannot think of a single. I was such a freaking good goody two shoes in in school. Um, the best I can think of is in like a relationship or something like. You know, if you're mad at your partner or your partner's mad at you, you know, there could be interrogation going on. But that's the only mm-hmm. thing I can think that's ever really happened to me. What about you, Ben? <clears throat> well, funnily enough, I've actually got one that involves Mr. Jeremy Crumble. Oh! So this is going to be a tale of secret romance. Oh, what in, in fucking grade? What a way to lead it off. <laughs> okay. I'm sure Jeremy won't mind me telling this story because it was like first or second grade. Um, so me and Jeremy at the time both had a crush on the same girl. And um, for a long time, we kind of, we would just talk about it. And it led up to one day, Jeremy decided to write a note saying that he liked her anonymously which i don't really know how that works looking (laughs) back at it (laughs) but um (laughs) anyways i was at his house and um we decided we were going to do it the next day or no we wrote the note that night and we were going to put it in her backpack the next day so he wrote the note I think I just like reviewed it and I was like, okay, this is good. And then the next day came around and he wanted, I think I was going to be the one to put it in the backpack, but I chickened out. And so Jeremy did that part. I think he just walked by and put it in there. Our hearts were pounding. Anyways, I think it was the next day that she and her friends were all standing in a little group and we knew that they had found it and they were talking about it and, you know, laughing and all that kind of stuff. And so one of them, her friend, was sent out around the classroom to ask people about it and to ask who did it. And when it came around to me and Jeremy, we acted clueless and uh, we got away with it. Oh. But then <clears throat> they came up with the genius idea. They got a piece of paper and took it around the room and had everybody write the word hello and so they were getting handwriting samples to compare it to the note dna (laughs) (laughs) and um it's actually crazy because it worked they got jeremy wow wow Um, i think i i think i told them to like write it in different handwriting but he didn't and so they compared it and they found out that it was Jeremy. I don't remember how it got out, but um, I just remember, I think one of them came up to Jeremy and confronted him about the handwriting sample. And he was just like, yeah, okay, it was me. Um, and so this was a case in which an interrogation, the verbal interrogation didn't work. So they had to resort to different methods. And uh, they got the answer they were looking for. So um, I actually just thought of something. I don't know if this counts as interrogation, but it's another Jeremy story. Like, I think it I, it can work as interrogation. Man. This this time, verbal interrogation worked very well. So um, 
me and Jeremy were in the same science class in seventh grade with, uh, with one of my favorite teachers of all time. And we also had a friend named Josh who was in that class. Um, we all were like a little group. And one day Jeremy and I didn't do the homework, uh, because we were lazy and luckily for us, Josh, the, the little angel, he did it. And we were like, you know, we, we were you know, seventh grade. We were getting bad. You know, like we were, we were on the wrong side of the tracks at this point. Yeah. They're the bad boy days. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, five nights at Freddy's and all, but, um, so we decided <laughs> what if we just copy off of Josh, no harm done. You know, he doesn't care. He was fine with it. He's our friend. So, uh, I, me and Jeremy start writing down as fast as we can. And little do we know, Mr. I don't think I should name him comes and looks straight at us. And I immediately look up and recognize him. I'm like, Oh crap. The jig is up. Uh, and just by a simple stare, I was out. Uh, but Jeremy didn't get the memo. Uh, so he was still writing down. And then the teacher was like, Hey, what are you doing? And Jeremy, instead of looking up and seeing that it was our teacher, he just said, hold on. I, I, I gotta keep writing, uh, which kind of, which kind of <laughs> sealed the deal. <laughs> he said, just sec, I gotta write this down. Uh, and yeah, so no real interrogation was needed. He just, he just kind of gave it up. He, he just gave a, a very quick confession. Well, actually I would consider that an interrogation because he used one of our rules that we'll get into oh. in just a little bit. Wow. Ooh. Okay. I just want to add Jeremy, like what is what was Jeremy? Like, Jeremy, like poor he just keeps getting himself in all these bad situations. <laughs> a rebel. And then taking Maybe the blunt of it. Jeremy needed to go on this mission. Yeah. I think this is to change him. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm glad we got a story from each of uh, you guys and myself. Um, are you guys ready to get into the interrogation part? Of course. Let's do right. it. So I'm going to pick on uh, just one of you and to interrogate. I think I'm going to go with Ben. Oh, no. Oh. Oof. <clears throat> okay. So the first step is to um, we want to act friendly and uh, casual. And this is actually going to uh, – I'm going to be using all of this from um, <laughs> WikiHow, How to Interrogate. So <laughs> – Oh, the most reliable. I think that's what the Academy uses. So uh, we're going to start with our first part, which is where you got to act the part. Okay. So we want to act friendly and casually here. So let's go for an example. So Ben, I understand you're going on a little trip this summer. You mind to share? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm actually going to be, Ben. I'm going to stop you right there. You don't want to share. You're going to ruin this whole interrogation. Top secret. (laughs) Sorry, you, you just you came in with that friendliness and you got me already. <laughs> it's already winning. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> okay, so I'm trying, to, I'm trying people? to hide the truth. Ah, uh, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you want me to hide the trip, essentially? Yes, hide the trip. Okay, that's the goal. All right, I'm ready. Okay, now we're going to go into our sec- uh, second step, where you got to act in control. Look. Sir, so we want to make sure that we use professional language. Notice how I said, sir. 
All right, anyways, so look, sir, you better tell me or else I'm going to get angry. And when I get angry, I go, grrr. You think, you think Tremble Hulk? <laughs> Tremble, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now we're going to go to the next part where you got to be calm. So now... As an interrogator, I, I, I just, I got to remain calm. I, you can't get to my angry side where I go, grr, okay? So now as a group collectively, we're going to do some deep breaths to relax, okay? Okay. Everybody inhale. And exhale. <laughs> I think we all just killed our microphones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyways. And then uh, a suggestion that he says on here, do not use good cop, bad cop. Okay. Yeah. So uh, now we're going to go into the next part. So we need to develop this sort of relationship. So basically, this is going to help them feel just a little bit more comfortable uh, with you. So you know, we'll, let's keep going, right? Mm-hmm. So I need to show you kindness, Ben. Ben, okay. I love you. Oh, <laughs> I'm ready to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I killed seven people. <laughs> They're all in my backyard. <laughs> all right. So now that I've confessed my love to Ben, I need to talk to them about some other subjects. <laughs> so did you uh, see the sports game last night? <laughs> How about those gas prices, Ben? I don't know. You can't just move on from the I love you. I'm just being honest. <laughs> Taxes, am I right? You're wrong. No, no. <laughs> All right. So now I need to get to know you, Ben. Okay. So, Ben, you single? Uh, no, actually, I, I've been in a relationship for a little over a year and a half now. Connor, get out of there. It's not worth it. <laughs> All right, we can change this. We can change this. <laughs> so, <laughs> I need to help you with something unrelated. But it actually is related to the me, I love you. Um, yeah, so I hear you're looking for a new partner, Ben. <laughs> um, Where'd you hear that from? My inner thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now it's time to ask you for some opinions because we're just trying to get a little off track. I need to get more comfortable with you. This is just what WikiHow says. And I, you know, <laughs> is this still the interrogation or is this like, yeah, I, for, I honestly forgot what you're trying to interrogate him for. <laughs> I think that's the whole point. He's trying to forget, and then we get back oh, into exactly. it. Exactly. Oh, so it's oh. working surprisingly well. All right. So, Ben, where do you stand politically on cheeseburgers? <laughs> oh, um, <clears throat> normally I would say different, but when it comes to cheeseburgers, I I got to say I'm a hardcore libertarian. All right. We're going to have to end the podcast, guys. I can't work with Ben anymore. Lay, government, lay your hands off my freaking cheeseburgers, man. <laughs> I, as long as I'm not hurting anyone, I can put what I want on my cheeseburger. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Support my, my burger, my <laughs> <laughs> oh my All right. Gosh. Now, finally, to this part, I need to be your advocate. 
So Ben, you know I always support you because I am your lover. Thanks. <laughs> All right, now it's time to use some close questions. So we're going to shift back to uh, this little trip. Okay. So who are you going on this trip with? What is this trip? When are you going on this trip? And then did you get prepared for the trip? Can you tell me about the trip? You know, close questions like that. You get it? Right. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Now we're going to use some open questions. Wait, he Why didn't even answer the closed you... questions. Huh? He didn't even answer the closed questions. He, uh, yeah. I, I, he's I trying to hide this trip. So I don't think he is going to open it. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. He, pleads, he pleads the fifth. <laughs> now we're going to use some open questions. Ben, do you love me? Yes or no? <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, well, that is like the most hardest hitting open question ever that's not an open question there are two answers <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh it does say on here open questions are questions that cannot be answered with a yes or no <laughs> I thought it said it can be answered with a yes or no I'm starting to think Gunner's not qualified to interrogate Ben <laughs> Right, he was a rookie out. That's how. That's like the most qualified site you that's can use. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I did. I used WikiHow because I didn't want to read about how the FBI interrogates and how the FBI doesn't interrogate because it was going to be too long. <laughs> too long for the podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So I'm using some open questions. I got to come up with some now because I <laughs> didn't do this right. <laughs> why do you love me, Ben? Or why do you not love me? Perfect. Um, I do love you because of your gorgeous hair. Thank oh. you, Ben. Thank you. It is pretty luxurious. Yeah, it really is. Can I, can I try one? Okay, sure. So give me some, give me some, like, take me through your thinking as to why you didn't uh, offer to drive on the trip. What, what, what do you think, what do you think caused you to not want to drive? I think, I think I was just trying to be courteous because I have a, a two car, a two door car uh, with no space. Uh, but you do have four seats um, in your vehicle. And uh, if, if I'm counting, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just counting up, you know. One, two, three, four. There's four of us. So, uh, not looking good for you, Ben. Yeah, not, not too bad. Uh, all, right, all, right, all right, I got one. I got one. Right, ben, right. what color is my underwear? <laughs> Gray. How, how do you know? <laughs> wait, wait, that's not a, is that a, is that an open question? <laughs> no. Yes, that is. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, it can't be answered with yes or no, so technically speak. But it has a set answer. <laughs> There's a correct uh, and an incorrect answer. No, it's a very subjective answer if you think about it. Because <laughs> yeah, the color be changes I, all the I, time. I, I, well, I might not be wearing underwear. That's you never true. know. <laughs> okay, Ben, what scent is my underwear? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Squatch Pine Tar. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's good. <laughs> so guy knows us. He knows our tricks. <laughs> All right. 
So now it says to use some funnel questions. I'm not going to ask any funnel questions because I didn't know how to come up with any. Maybe you guys can help me out. Yeah. So basically funnel questions are what WikiHouse says is they start broad. They're fairly safe to answer, but they actually really are slowly narrowing down the information you really want. So some examples of this would be like um, earlier with Dylan, like asking what question, like, you know, like you know what spelling word or whatever right yeah or uh the girls asking um the entire class to write their uh, write hello mm-hmm. um those would be some examples of funnel questions can I, but can I, I don't know how to come up with any so i i think gabe has one yeah can i give it okay. an attempt okay yeah. ben um would you consider yourself a well-traveled person um I'd say fairly well when it comes to the U.S. at least. Okay. Well, you you mentioned the U.S. So uh, are you saying you've never been out of the country before? Uh, I am saying that, yeah. Okay. So if you, where have you traveled in the U.S., if you don't mind me asking? Um, well, I've traveled, um, I've traveled through several states in order to get to vacation destinations uh, okay. i've been to florida i've been to california once been up to pennsylvania etc so it seems like it seems like you so would you say you are more of a warm weather or cold weather fan um <clears throat> i would probably say warm would be more more okay. my style so so if you were to go out of the country you'd obviously choose mexico right uh no maybe well maybe 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 what okay what about Canada would you ever go to would you ever want to go to Canada yeah I'd pro I'd probably give Canada a try okay um okay. Ben if you don't mind me asking um when you want of course when you get older and whatnot and you get more settled in do you would you want to live somewhere you know out in the, in the, in the, you know, the rural areas or would you like to be in a more close knit area in like an urban city or something? Um, I really do like rural areas, but I think being near an urban area has its, uh, serious benefits. Well, um, would you say that you would much prefer going to just urban areas on very like, uh, how, how would you say it? Very one-off occasions. Yeah, definitely. I would say so. What type of urban areas do you like the most? Do you like areas with tall buildings? Do you just like ones that have more openness and like things centralized around parks or? Um, I like a good mix of both. Um, So something with its, you know, tall buildings, its attractions, but also with some nice parks to visit and maybe do some hiking and whatnot. So climbing. Would you ever leave the country to visit a city, a specific city? Yeah, I would do that. So based on our location, uh, if you were to leave the country to visit a city, what do you think would be the easiest to visit? You had to leave the country, but you wanted to visit a specific city out of the country. Um, <clears throat> well, I'd say maybe... Uh... Toronto. Wait, wait. I rest my case. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, you guys actually use some really good funneling questions. Why, so thank you. Uh, props to you guys. <laughs> now, what covers my underwear? Uh, you didn't answer that last. 
All right. And then you guys also use some uh, really good uh, examples of description uh, questions, uh, too. So uh, we're going to go ahead and skip that step. Oh, nice. And now we want to use some analytical questions. So ones that make them think beyond the surface. Actually, I think you guys really did hit kind of all three of these with your questions. Um, So, um, like, I, I guess a good one would be, why would somebody go to Toronto, Ben? Oh, that's a good one. Um, For somebody who lives in the U.S., Toronto would be a good way to just um, do something out of the country, but still not too, too far away. Still some good attractions and things to see. Yeah, okay. Cool. So... Uh, and finally, on step six, it says, do not use leading questions. So uh, we don't want to be like, oh, Toronto's pretty unsafe, don't you think? It basically, it says on here, it just makes you seem untruthful and untrustworthy. I, I don't know why, but it's just how you come off, I guess. So I I've been watching a lot of that one channel, that JCS Criminal Psychology channel lately, and I feel Same. like... I feel like they interrogate. Now, this is this is of course like legal, like this is like police, FBI kind of stuff. But I feel like they do sometimes use leading questions. They they kind of alternate between super safe to answer, funnel questions, and then sometimes when they're actually starting the the real like accusation part, they they do they do leading questions. Um, they try to try to do like a gotcha thing. I guess I don't know. I could be wrong. Hmm. All right, and then. Finally, with our last step, we're going to have some tips. So basically, never use silence. For example, like this. Don't do that, okay? <laughs> All right. And then finally, uh, you can use some props. Unfortunately, we don't have a video, so I don't know how I'm supposed to use a prop. I mean, I could be like, Ben, since you don't love me, consider my hand, your heart, and my fist, my fist. <laughs> yeah, please, please don't do that. <laughs> All right, and then use some prior knowledge, which we've been doing uh, the entire time. Like, oh, Ben, you've never been out of the country. Oh, Ben, you don't love me. Oh, Ben, you have a girlfriend. Oh, Ben, Toronto, huh? Yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. And then finally... Don't use torture and severe intimidation. This is just not going to get you any answers at all. So stray away from that. Dang it. Would it really be torture if Ben would be enjoying it as well? <laughs> all right. Anyway, so we're going to get off of that. <laughs> you know, I feel like an interrogation expert now, honestly. I, I do as well. That, that WikiHow page, you know, I was skeptical at first, but I think... I think it was pretty solid. Yeah, yeah nice. I, I don't think the uh, the cops on that JCS YouTube channel looked at the WikiHow actually. Yeah, yeah I think they were. I, I think they were a bit less. You know, you know, they they didn't know what they were doing as much. I totally one hundred percent agree. I think the FBI needs to get on WikiHow dot yeah. com yeah. and mm -hmm. check out how to interrogate somebody. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to wrap up our interrogation segment. Thank you guys for bearing with me through that. And now you guys are experts on interrogation and yes. how to, you know, what to expect when you are being interrogated. So props okay. to you guys. Yeah.
All right. Now we have some general news. Hit us with the general news, Gabe. So uh, this is uh, I'm doing weird news again. Um, oh, this boy. is this is a very disgusting story. I got it off the Huff Post. Uh, woman rescued after falling in outhouse toilet trying to get oh. phone. So uh, this woman was in uh, Washington State, and she was at a park, and she accidentally dropped her cell phone into an outhouse toilet. You know, as you do. And as you do, she thought, okay, well, the only way I can retrieve this is by tying a bunch of dog leashes off and then lowering myself down, retrieving, and then climbing back up. Well, this foolproof plan wasn't quite as foolproof as she wanted uh, because she fell in. Mm. And um, I don't know if you guys have heard of outhouses, uh, but I think from what I've heard, poop and pee goes in there. Uh, oh, specifically I, human poop and pee, which is kind of gross. Uh, she was at the Olympic. Yeah, just a little bit. The Olympic National Forest northwest of Seattle. So right, really right towards the edge of the country. Um, and she disassembled the toilet seat and used dog leashes to try to get the phone and eventually used the leashes to tie herself off as she searched for it. That effort failed and she fell into the toilet head first. She was stuck in the toilet for 10 to 15 minutes. Uh, And then finally she was reunited with her phone as they put it. And she immediately called nine one one. And then firefighters were able to get her out. But um, just think, I don't think you would ever, ever get the smell off of you or out of your nostrils. 10 to 15 minutes in the hot sun in an outhouse with no fart fan. Oh my gosh. Well, The th- the thing I've learned about poop is that it's actually water soluble, so it's actually relatively easy to wash off any poop. Maybe and I, maybe like not on clothes and stuff, but like at least on your body, you'd be able to get rid of that scent pretty quickly. Well, um, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. You, you go. You. Go. So she did wash down afterwards, uh, and she was quote strongly encouraged to seek medical attention after being exposed to human waste. But she only wanted to leave. The department said, "I'm assuming out of embarrassment." Oh, um, I mean, yeah. If I fell into an outhouse and I was covered in poop, I probably wouldn't want to stick around any longer than I had to. Yeah, um, but I still, I mean, like, I'd just be paranoid enough because things are brewing down there, like that. That's like dangerous love. Like you could die from that. Like it, that is true. If she had any cuts on her body, which she fell, so maybe she got cuts on her body. If she had any kind of open wounds, she's dead. You know, not not literally, but like such an easy she could infection. Be infected and yeah. could get really sick from that. Anyways, I personally really want to move on from the story. What's the next story, Gabe? <laughs> okay, well, that was our only story for today. Um, yeah That's so okay. I, I could repeat it if you want no 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 no, 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 no. I'll, I'll take pass <laughs> open up to the Q&A <laughs> <laughs> so Gabe let me interrogate you on the subject real quick do you poop alright um, so that's the that's the end of that segment cool yeah. All right. Now we have our music segment. This is a new segment. Um, would Gabe, would you like to tell us more about it? Of course. So uh, if you heard our last podcast, you know that we're from Indiana and we're all from Indianapolis to be more specific. 
Uh, we wanted to add a segment where we promote local music, but we wanted to get express permission from the artists we promote so we can like actually play a little bit of their music on the podcast. Uh, and the very first artist I even thought to contact, uh, and lately they've been one of my favorites, um, they they responded to me like within minutes. I was really lucky, and they gave, they gave us permission to play some of their song. They're called Northwest, and as the name may suggest, they're from Northwest Indiana, uh, also known as The Region which I just learned this year. I never knew that Northwest Indiana was called the region. Uh, their genre would be described as indie dream pop with tones of shoegaze. Now I got that from uh, the Instagram page that originally promoted them Equinox music festival, which is a music festival that was at ball state a little while ago. Uh, they're releasing a lot of music this summer. So keep a lookout. They're on uh, Instagram at Northwest two one nine, and you can find them on Spotify. This is one of my personal favorites. It's called come around. All right, ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. That was come around by Northwest. What did you guys think about it? Um, wow, that was I, I liked that quite a lot. Um, I really like the intro personally. Actually, that's the funny thing. I thought I was playing it from the intro, but it just jumped straight into the chorus. Like really? that wasn't that wasn't the intro to the song. Oh, I was listening to it from my phone. So ah, okay, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, and I and I was still in your honestly, I was still in your Spotify listen along, so I was actually <laughs> hearing it at the same time you were playing it. So oh, nice, it well. <laughs> Ben. What did you think? Uh, that's definitely something that I would listen to on my own, like mm-hmm. something that, that I could see myself listening to in the car or <clears throat> anything like that. I, I I love that. I've been that's one of my that's been one of my favorites lately. Please check them out. They were they were really cool when I talked to them. Uh, they absolutely, absolutely deserve more. Uh, they are so underrated. They only have, they have, I think they have less than a thousand monthly listeners right now, which wow. is ridiculous. Oh, wow. That yeah. literally like, that is something that I would probably have in my own. I, now it's in my own playlist, but mm-hmm. it fits my style so well. So yeah. And actually that wasn't my favorite album cover. The one that you guys saw, they have another one that's like an actual like picture of a dog, like an actual drawing of a dog. And uh, I think it's on their album called Dog. Let me look it up. Northwest come around oh yeah 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 i think that's just like the cutest album cover ever uh so yeah they've been one of my favorites lately and i i absolutely think you guys should check them out if you're listening uh northwest on spotify northwest 219 on instagram please give them some some likes and some follows All right, cool. Well, Gabe, thank you for uh, reaching out to them and sharing uh, their music with us. I'm definitely going to go check them out. Mm -hmm. And I think that moves us on to our next segment. So uh, one segment that I routinely do is our random drug fact. So you guys ready? Yes. 
Absolutely. This is a pretty interesting one, uh, considering that cocaine is very much illegal, but it is also a local anesthetic, meaning it is applied to certain areas of the body, nose, mouth, throat, to cause um, basically feelings of numbness. And um, actually, this can allow a lot of procedures uh, to be done without causing any pain. So uh, isn't that kind of wild? Yeah, it is kind of wild, though. It all I also think it kind of doesn't surprise me because I've I've always kind of knew that, you know, even though like most drugs are used and are mishandled a lot of times and are used as like actual, you know, you, you know what I mean? Actual drug use. A lot of them actually do have a very solid purpose, <laughs> like in hospitals, like especially for like painkiller or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. My sure. my sister uh, worked um, in the, in a hospital. She was like a pharmacy tech, and uh, she she actually worked with. She has a she has another job within the same hospital now, but uh, for a while there, like she was like, yeah, we work with cocaine, you know, pretty pretty often, <laughs> uh, just because it's used during surgery and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. All right. Well, I figured I'd share that with you guys, yeah, and that brings us on to our final segment, which is our "What are the odds?" So yeah. Would anybody, like to, would anybody like to volunteer to go first? I I will most definitely love to volunteer to go first. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, to give some context, if you're kind of new to listening to the show, we pretty much "What are the odds?" are dares, and pretty much I'll I'll do mine. For example, I'll say Gabe. Yes. What are the odds that for the next episode of this podcast, you have to get a voice modifier and have that be your voice for the whole entire podcast? <laughs> oh, gosh. Ten. Ten. Right. I'll count you guys down. All right. Three, two, one. Five. Four. Ooh. Oh! Ooh, that was close. That was a good one. I was going to pay for the sound modif- the voice modifier and everything, oh. too. It would be great. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh i will go next oh and uh just for context if none of us hit uh for our new listeners we will do a descending odds which means that we will uh you gotta you kind of get to set your own uh odds for things but in a descending odds you have to do less than the person before you so that means that somebody in the group will have to do it um so mine is ben what are the odds that you call gunner's main store at his at his employer and <laughs> swoon about how great gunner it is gunner is at his job uh i'm gonna do seven (laughs) wow okay three two one one seven oh nope different sides of the spectrum wow oh thank goodness because that would have been embarrassing (laughs) uh i can go next okay perfect uh gunner yes what are the odds that at the end of this podcast you close us out with the national anthem (laughs) uh 15 okay i'll count you guys down three two one eleven okay all right dylan hello what are the odds that you call your father and promote our podcast, listen to reality with a twist, okay, and then just hang up? Uh, see, I've already done that, but like, <laughs> I just because I don't want to do it to him right now, uh, or yeah, I think like eight. Okay. okay. Three, two, one, six. six. <gasps> 
Oh, we got a hit. We got a hit. <sighs> Put it on speaker. <laughs> I, I don't, he's probably not even awake right now, honestly. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Can I do a backup odds? No. <laughs> Hey, uh, are you awake right now? Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to let you know to uh, be sure to listen to our podcast, Reality with the Twist, on Spotify. I hung up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so, I'm just like sitting here. (laughs) Oh, no. You know, there was something heartwarming about that, and that's how fast he answered the phone. I think that is. Yeah, but he probably thought I was in danger. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm sure he'll find out what that was about when he listens to our podcast, Reality with a Twist, on On Spotify. Spotify. (laughs) And now I got to go tell my dad I'm okay. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening uh, to Reality with a Twist today, the art of interrogation. I'm Gunner. I'm Gabe. I'm Dylan. And I'm Ben. And you guys take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.